Who are you? Who, who? Who are you? Who are you? And who you are, does it ever get attacked? Are there people who tell you that you're wrong, that your opinion is wrong, that you don't have the right to have an opinion? Do people argue with you? Do people criticize you? Do people say negative things about you? Do people pull you down? And is it possible that who we are uh, can be revealed by the way we handle those situations? So if somebody's being mean and nasty to us, if somebody's criticizing us, if somebody's pulling us down, how do we respond or react to that? How do we deal with it? And it's an interesting question because as an exercise professional, uh, the, the things that we talk about in the profession are often disputed and argued about. So food and exercise, very controversial topics. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got the right to have an opinion. We all eat food. And at some stage in our life, we probably did sport or exercise. So we've got a, a right to an opinion. But have you noticed of late that there's a lot of argument about food and exercise and what's right and what's wrong? And it seems that if you've got an opinion and you share it with other people, uh, that, that an argument can start because there's lots of people with perhaps an opposing point of view. If somebody asks you a question about food or exercise, what you believe in, what's important to you, or they ask you a question and you think, oh, they want my help to get into shape, to be healthy, to lose weight... Uh, they want to know how to exercise. And particularly if you are an exercise professional or you are a teacher or a coach or a leader and somebody says to you, could you please help me with or what do you think about, there's a good question, what do you think about this? So what do you think about the uh, ketosis diet? What do you think about intermittent fasting? What do you think about this brand new exercise that I saw on television at 3 o'clock in the morning? What do you think of this exercise program that's being promoted by social media guru or influencer? And so people come to you and they say, what do you think? And have you ever been in a situation where you tell people what you think or you give them your opinion or you might even give them your scientific explanation because you have a good understanding of anatomy and physiology and how the human body works? And have you ever given your opinion <laughs> and then got into an argument? So the person that uh, asked you a question that seemed to be asking for your opinion or your advice or asking you what you think about something uh, then uh, gets angry or uh, they want to dispute with you what you shared with them. So there's a couple of questions here. Do you want to get into those conversations? Do you want to have arguments with people? Do you want to express your point of view? Is there a good way to do that if you do? Or uh, do you really want to be bothered with it all? Do you want to argue with people? And I often get requests, questions, Rowie, please help me, obviously from the, the Max Exercise Professionals that are going through the Max International College. But a lot of exercise professionals, business people, uh, medical professionals, uh, allied health professionals will often ask me, Rowie, you talk a lot about communication. Uh, you seem to handle communication situations well. What do I do if somebody's saying negative things to me, if somebody wants to argue with me, if somebody's disputing my opinion, what do I do? And I've got some, uh, some very special tools that were given to me a very long time ago and I've applied them to all of my personal and professional communication and they have literally, I think, not only saved my time and my headspace and my probably my self-confidence and self-esteem, uh, but I think my sanity. <laughs> there you go. 
I don't think I've gone insane because I've used these special tools. So some, some great questions to ask. Every time you go into a conversation with somebody, uh, do you want to be there? What's the purpose of the conversation? And I ask that because we've only got 24 hours in, in the day. That's the thing that you and I have in common. Uh, if you've got a, a day that you, you've planned to be effective, you want things to go well, you've got a to-do list, you've got things that have to get done, what will happen if you waste slash invest time with somebody arguing a point of view or discussing a topic or having a conversation about something? Has, does that fit into your time frame for the day? And there's, it's the reason I ask the question is you might have some allotted time every day to learn. And that's one of the reasons why I will often get into a conversation with somebody about what they believe in or what's important to them because it's part of my learning experience. How can you get good at communication if you don't practice it? How can you get really good at dealing with difficult people if you only deal with lovely people? So I, if, I've give, if I am given the opportunity, which I am on a very regular basis, usually daily, uh, to deal with people who disagree with me, want to argue with me, want to tell me what they believe, want to tell me what to do, I quite enjoy those conversations because they're learning experiences. So there's a great question. Do you want to be in the conversation? Do you have to be in the conversation? So is it? A, do you have to have this interaction with this person? And if you don't want to or you don't have to, why would you stay there? So I've got this great philosophy. If this is a conversation that you don't want to have, just say thanks for, for thanks for your opinion or thanks for asking me the question, but I'm really busy at the moment, and smile, nod, and walk away. And I'll, I'm going to share that again because it's a, a really good uh, technique and a really good strategy for lots of conversations. Smile, nod, and walk away. Smile, nod, get the hell out of there. Smile, nod, and leave. So if you don't want to be there or you don't want to have the conversation or you don't need to waste time in that conversation, thanks for your opinion. Thanks for sharing with me. Smile, nod, and walk away. If, like me, you like to practice your communication skills, if you want to find out about this person, and one of the really cool things about getting into a conversation with somebody, is it possible that we learn a lot about them? We find out what they believe in, what's important to them, uh, what they stand for, uh, they reveal themselves, would that be fair? And how would, how would you find out about somebody if you don't have a conversation with them? But an even better question, if I'm doing the talking, how can I learn about the other person? So if I'm delivering my point of view and I'm telling them what I think and what my opinion is, how would I find out anything about them? And that is a really interesting part of communication because a lot of people, when somebody says to them, uh, could you please help me or I've got a question or could you please give me advice or please tell me what you think, we go bang and we start talking. But is it possible that we don't know enough about the other person yet to even deliver information? Because we might make a fool of ourselves, we might offend them, we might hurt them, we might get into an argument simply because we didn't ask enough questions or ask any questions for that matter. So here's a beautiful tool. Apart from, I don't want to be here, smile, nod, walk away. The second one is when somebody asks you a question and it usually goes like this, what do you think about this, Rowie? I always respond with this simple question, why did you ask me the question? I'm going to say it again because it is the ultimate communication tool when somebody asks you a question. Why did you ask me the question? Now what's really interesting about re, re, uh, 
giving back a question to, to, to answer a question, is in most cases, and I'm going to say 99.9% of the time, and I don't like percentages because uh, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but in my personal experience, every time I've asked that question, why did you ask me the question, which is every time somebody asks me a question, uh, usually there is no question. 99.9% of the time, people just want to talk. They want to give me their opinion. They want to share with me what they think. They want to tell me what to do. But they frame that in a, in a, in a question, which is good communication skill. Rowie, what do you think about this? And if I hadn't refunded that with, or given back the question, why did you ask me that question? I could have wasted a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of passion, a lot of enthusiasm into somebody that doesn't want my opinion, didn't really ask me a question. So could it be a really good idea? Magic question. Why did you ask me the question? And if you get into the habit of that, every time somebody asks you something, what did you have for breakfast? What did you do on your school holidays? Uh, why do you believe that? Why did you ask me the question? And it's really interesting because we, we have all been taught since we were little kids that if somebody asks us a question, we need to answer the question. So we're going to want to answer the question. If somebody says to you, Rowie, what do you think about the ketosis diet? Uh, it's in my headspace I want to answer the question because I've been taught to do that. But if you just inject that other little special question, which is why did you ask me that question, what happens now, 99.9% of the time, is I will get a lot of information about what that person thinks about the ketosis diet or intermittent fasting or that particular exercise program because it really was their permission asking them asking me for permission to speak. So that's one thing to, to consider. The next thing in the very minute number of people that actually want your opinion or they want to hear your advice or they would really like to know what you think, there's another great question which what would you like to know? So somebody asks you a question, why did you ask me that question? Most of the time you, will, you won't have to say anything anymore. You can just step back and listen to the person talk. But if you actually have somebody that says to you, Rowie, I'd really like to know what you think about this. It's really important to me. I want your help or I want your advice. My next question is always, what would you like to know? Because I could spend, and you could too, a lot of time, waste or spend, talking about something that the person already knows about or that's not specifically what they wanted to know. So it's like a, a, a confirmation question that they actually want information and specifically what kind of information. So if somebody says to you, for example, uh, I'd like to ask your opinion on how to lose weight, Rowie. Great question. Why did you ask me the question? Well, I'm having challenges losing weight and I would like, I know that you're an exercise professional, I would really like your help. My next response to that is always, specifically, what would you like to know? And that will then share with me, because they'll talk now and they'll share with me what they already know. So I don't have to waste time on stuff that they already know. They're going to share with me what they know so that I don't offend them, hurt them, uh, try to change their mind on the things that are important to them. And I will have a much better idea of how I can actually help. Now, as an exercise professional, I would now go into the series of questions. And in fact, I'll rephrase that. As a business person, 
as a partner, as a friend, as a any form of communication, I would now go into a series of questions that I use every single day. Now, this for me, these are the ultimate questions. So if somebody says to me, Ro, I want to lose weight, could you please help me? Uh, I'll ask, why did you ask me the question? What would you really like to know? And then I ask specifically, what exactly is your goal? So you want to lose weight, but how much do you want to lose? Next most important question, why do you want to do that? Why is it important to you? Where exactly on your body do you want to do that? What's the exact day, date and time that you'd like to do that? How will you feel if you do do that? Give me the emotional attachment to that. How will you feel if you don't? Are you on track or off track to achieving that goal? If you are your own high performance and let's use weight loss, your own high performance weight loss coach, what advice would you give yourself? So once again, it's a, a confirmation of what they already know, what they believe in, so I don't hurt them and offend them. And then specifically, again, what do you want from me? You've given me a lot of information now about what's important to you. And this is where you would paraphrase. So what you're sharing with me is that you'd like to lose weight, specifically this amount of weight. The reason why is you've got an event coming up. Specifically, you'd like to lose weight off your hips and your thighs and your tummy. Uh, the exact day, date and time is the 23rd of December and the event is at 6 o'clock at night. So I'm sharing with this person now that I've listened to everything that they've told me. Uh, please share with me... Uh, how will you feel when you walk into the event and you're looking exactly the way you want to look? How will you feel? And I always ask for three words because I like to use those words in ongoing conversations. Next question, because that's a, a pleasure question. The pain question is, how will you feel if you don't achieve your goal? Now, the, the brain specialist, the human behavioral scientist, psychiatrist and psychologist will all share with us that we do things for emotion. So if I can create a positive emotion for the achievement, a negative emotion for the non-achievement, is it possible that I will create more emotion for this person to achieve their goal? Are you on track or off track? Will share with me whether they need a stack of motivation and inspiration and help or just a little bit? Because is it possible that somebody that has, I'm on track, I know exactly what I want, This is, I know the day, date and time and I'm going to achieve my goal, I just need a little bit of tweaking, is it possible that that headspace is different to somebody that says to you, I'm going to need a stack of information, I always fail at this, I've given it a go so many times, it's never worked for me, I'm not sure I can do it, I don't have self-belief, it's a different headspace, yeah? Uh, the... Uh, if you were your own high performance eating and exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself? The reason for that is even if, if this person wants your help, is it possible that they're more likely to believe themselves, uh, hold themselves accountable to their own information rather than being told what to do? Now, there's a little bit of a dispute there because people say, no, I just want you to tell me how to eat and how to exercise. But my answer to that is always this, what if I'm not there? What if the person that you're relying on to inspire you and motivate you and hold you accountable, what if they don't show up? What are you going to do then? So let's find out exactly what you think is the right thing to do and how you can hold yourself accountable to that. And the next question is, and what do you want me to do to help? The last question is, what barriers have held you back in the past? What stopped you from achieving this in the past? And I'm asking all of these questions because if somebody comes to you with and they actually want advice and help, how can you help them if you don't find out all of that information first? 
uh, there's a great question that I always ask. Do we, do we help people who need our help or who want our help? And it sounds a, a bit silly because um, surely this person needs me. But I use, always use this example. Uh, is smoking healthy? Uh, I don't think there's too much dispute anywhere on the planet that smoking is not good for your health. But is it possible that if somebody comes to me and says, Rowie, smoking is good for you and here's all the reasons why you should smoke, that's a conversation that I don't want to get into. So I go back to the very beginning. That's when I would smile, nod and walk away because I don't want to get into that conversation. If somebody really believes that smoking is healthy, I'm not there to change their mind. Uh, that's, that's a choice that, that, that they have made. If I see somebody smoking, knowing that smoking is not healthy, I wouldn't go up to them and say, you shouldn't smoke, it's bad for you. Is it possible that that's a very poor communication technique and that could actually get you into a lot of trouble? I've seen that happen in gyms a lot where a gym instructor or a personal trainer will go up to somebody in the gym and say, don't do that exercise, it's dangerous. And they don't know anything about the person, they haven't built a relationship and it ends up in an argument. So that's, that doesn't work. But what if somebody comes to you and says, please can you help me to stop smoking, I really need your help. So that's when I ask, what exactly do you need? What exactly do you want? What, do you, what, what is it that you want? You want to stop smoking. Why do you want to stop smoking? When do you want to stop smoking? How will you feel if you do? How will you feel if you don't? Are you on track or off track? What advice would you give yourself as your, high, your own high-performance stop-smoking coach? And then again, specifically, what do you want from me and what barriers have held you back in the past? So there's two parts to that. Let's aim to help the people who want our help, not the ones that need it. Now, everybody that smokes probably needs help to give it up, give it up, but they might not want it. If somebody wants to stop smoking and they really want your help, maybe that's the person to invest time with. If somebody wants to argue with you about a diet or an exercise program or carbohydrate or fat or macronutrient percentages or all the things that people argue about with food and exercise, I'll go back to the beginning. Do you want to get into the conversation? Do you want to waste time or invest time there? If not, smile, nod and walk away. If yes, why did you ask me the question? Usually you won't have to say anything after that because they all just talk and you can smile, nod and if you don't want to be involved anymore, you can walk away. Uh, I would ask if the person actually wants my help, I would then go into that beautiful series of questions. What do you want? Why do you want it? Where do you want it? When do you want it? How will you feel if you get it? How will you feel if you don't? Are you on track or off track to getting it? What advice would you give yourself in this particular area if you were your own high performance XYZ coach? What specifically do you want from me? And what barriers have held you back in the past? That is a beautiful communication tool to avoid argument, to avoid wasting time with people who just want to bombard you with their opinion. And can you imagine what it's like, and I'm sure that you have this too, if you're an exercise professional or, or a coach, if you're a parent or a teacher, uh, where people just want to give their opinion. They just want to preach at you, tell you what to do. Uh, I'm asking, please don't do that because that could cause arguments. And we only have 24 hours in the day. Unless you really enjoy arguing, that might be a waste of time. If you want to learn how to handle difficult situations and handle arguments, obviously you need to practice. And is the best way to practice by arguing back and giving your opinion and having a big clash, 
Or is the best way to learn how to have great communication with people is to learn more about the other person? Uh, I just ask those questions because is it possible that asking questions will get us into less less challenge, less hassle, less argument than if we preach and tell? So ask and listen versus preach and tell. Could they be good communication techniques? So a lot of people share with me, Rowie, I really don't know how to handle people that yell at me, preach at me, tell me what to do, disagree with me. Uh, and one of the other beautiful things, and I'll wrap that all up. So if you don't want to get involved, smile, nod, walk away. If you do want to get involved, why did you ask me the question? What do you actually want to know? And ask that beautiful series of questions. And the, the final wrap up of everything is why do I need to share my opinion? Can I really change other people? Do I want to change other people? Do I really want to waste, invest or spend time trying to change somebody's mind? And that's the beautiful thing about communication. You can learn, if I'm talking, uh, there's just gas coming out of my mouth. It's stuff that I already know. I'm not going to learn anything. But if I ask about the other person and I listen carefully, is it possible that I will actually grow as a person? And that's a beautiful wrap-up of communication. Ask <laughs> questions and listen versus talk and tell. And there's two words that, that match up beautifully with that, which is be interested rather than interesting. We seem to think that we have to be very interesting people and everybody's interested in our opinion. Is it possible that if I am more interested in other people, that other people will find me more interesting because I'm actually listening to them rather than talking about myself? And it sounds pretty harsh, but most people, in fact, I'll go to the extreme end and say, people don't really care about us. They care about what we can do for them. And even in our personal relationships, would it be a really good idea, rather than just preaching and teaching and telling and and uh, giving information, could it be a really good idea to ask questions and listen versus talk and tell? How about we are interested rather than try to be interesting? And how about we learn how to communicate effectively so that we don't waste time in stupid conversations and stupid arguments? Could that be a good idea? My name's Rowie. Thank you for coming to Romax. I'm here every day because I'd love, as I share every day, I would love everybody to be healthy, fit and strong. But that, of course, is a choice. You get to choose. I get to choose. Everybody gets to choose what they eat and how much exercise they do. I would love everybody to have a career or business that they love. But we choose that. We choose where we work. We choose what kind of business we get into. We choose the products and services that we're proud of to sell and or to be involved with. We choose where we spend or waste or invest our money. So our financial freedom, I'd love everybody to be financially free, but that is a choice. And the communication that we use, unless we're ignorant to how to communicate effectively, that is also a choice. So we get to choose whether we talk and tell or whether we ask and ask questions and listen. So thank you for wanting to live your life to the max. And if, we've got, if we have all of those things... Uh, uh, on focus every day, healthy, fit and strong, career or business that I love, be financially free and have great relationships. Is it possible that I, rather than telling people what I think, uh, it would be helpful to listen to what other people have got to say because then I get to learn. I get to learn more rather than just deliver information out of my mouth. 
Thank you for coming to Romax and may you be living life to the max every single day. So that when we sing, who are you? Who, 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 who? You can say, I'm happy and I know it and I love my life. I'm happy and I know it and I feel fantastic. I'm happy and I know it and I love my life. Yoo-hoo! Live life to the max. Yeah.